Welcome to the Strange Catholics Podcast. I'm your host, Phil, joined as always by Terry in Minnesota with me and Bob in Virginia. We are three distinct voices bringing varied perspectives on the church and the world into the conversation. We want you to join in the conversation. You can do so by going to anchor.fm forward slash strange Catholics and leaving a message there. You may also email us at strangecatholicspod at gmail.com. Please remember to rate this podcast on iTunes or wherever you're listening and share with one person. We used to gather around a table at Caribou Coffee. It's a coffee house in Minnesota in the Midwest. But now we gather virtually in hopes that these conversations will be a light for you as they are for us. Now, let us begin this week's conversation. Welcome to the Strange Catholics podcast and the Strange Catholic show on YouTube. We've been away for a couple months. Welcome back to everyone. We're excited to join again in this conversation. This week, we're going to highlight St. Ansgar for our Saint Spotlight with Terry. Bob's going to have a beautiful church and check out this church. And our main topic this week will be growing in our own personal holiness. For opening prayer, we'll turn it over to Bob. Thanks, Phil. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Gracious and glorious God, thank you very much for this opportunity once again to join with the brothers to have this wonderful podcast. And we know you're with us, and as we go forward tonight in this discussion and and our fellowship, just, just be with us and just flow through our veins as we're here to glorify you. That's what our job is. We ask this through your son, Jesus Christ, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Was I close on that? Yeah, it was pretty close. That was pretty. <laughs> well, I get out of practice. Okay. You know, and to all our fans out there, hey, I waved. We waved it for you. All those fans that don't watch us on YouTube. We wave for you. So you need to subscribe on YouTube so you can see us waving. A link, is, a link is in the description. <laughs> it is in the show description. <laughs> right. I got it. <laughs> so okay. officially, we're back. All right. Well, hopefully no one has shut us off yet. So let's move <laughs> on in to check out this church. So currently I'm in Albany, New York for business and I was able to attend mass this last weekend at the cathedral here locally, the cathedral of the Immaculate Conception in Albany, New York. And there'll be a, what a link or what are you going to do? Is that what you're going to put in there? A link to their website or something. So people yeah. want to see more about it. It's and those that are watching it on YouTube will be able to see as well. Yeah. It's a beautiful old church. Uh, built a long time ago, but here on the East Coast, you know, we've been around for a long time. You know, I went to the 5 p.m. mass and, you know, it gets dark early here in the wintertime. And and it was a little bit kind of eerie in a, in this old cathedral. You know, it's just beautiful inside. I, I got to tell you guys, it's just wonderful. And it's very ornate. Uh Lots of beautiful statues, and it's exactly what you want a cathedral to be. That's exactly what it is. 
and it was a beautiful mass, beautiful homily. I mean, it just really was a wonderful experience to be part of this church in Albany. Yeah, it looked pretty cool from and the stuff you said. This, oh, yeah. The yeah, the interesting thing about mass is so, and and I open this up to you guys who are ordained and much smarter than me because you know I lose some of this stuff over time, and I think right now Phil's sharing some of these pictures of you know, some of them back to even the 1800s of when they started building it. They built the the first part and then they added the towers like later, 25 years apart and stuff like that. So, but the canter, so when we, when we start the mass and we do Lord have mercy, Christ have mercy, Lord have mercy, which is called what, uh, Terry? The penitential rite. Right. So they there was a deacon there, and I'm pretty sure it was transitional deacon because pretty young. And there were also altar servers there who looked like seminarians. That makes so, sense for a cathedral, were, I think. Right, and and so then I right away, you know, noticed that. But neither the priest or the deacon did the penitential rite. The cantor did it. The cantor did. And that is probably because we sung it, right? More than likely? More than likely. I mean, the the deacon can still sing it. They have that proper place. Right, to be right, able so to I sing just, that. I, I hadn't run into that as often for that, you know. And then we we got confused because the cantor was singing it. And then, of course, the priest said, you know, the piece afterwards. And then we kind of went into the, I think we did the uh, the Glory Be, right? Or whatever we went on Gloria. to after that. Gloria. The Gloria, yeah. I'm sorry. The Gloria right after that. Um, and, uh, and, sh- and they sang that, which we're used to. Yep. But, but I think it was just right. a little bit confusing for us who hadn't been to that church to know that because we're not used to that. Because, you, you know, you're used to usually one of you or... Or a priest saying, you know, we come to do something, you know, Lord have mercy, Christ have mercy, you know, Lord have, you know, right? That whole yes. process. Yes. Mm-hmm. So that type of thing. So that was a little bit interesting. Mm-hmm. The homily was wonderful. A lot of talk, if you guys remember last weekend, we had a lot of talk about, uh, from the priest about Isaiah and Ezekiel and that type of thing, which I found to be very interesting since I took a whole semester on that stuff. Yes. And it's so interesting to, after going through the, through the prophets, that prophetic tradition, right. Then to all of a sudden hear those readings again. And it, I think it really made those readings, at least in my mind, it opens up another Avenue makes it far richer than it was prior to going through that course with Father Dale. Well, I was I, I, I was there with uh I was there with somebody else and I just I try to control myself because I'm like, we're talking about the Babylonian exile and this is why they got exiled. <laughs> and there and you know God says we have this covenant and it's never going to be broken and you know and you're going to be able to come back and you know we're looking for a Davidic king. Okay, and all this other stuff, you know. But uh, I can't control myself with that. 
So it was a wonderful mass and it's a beautiful church. And oh, I like the cathedral in St. Cloud and this, you know, it's just grand, you know, it seemed like bigger, but it was grand. I didn't really get around the whole thing just in the, you know, in the sanctuary part. So, um, but, you know, really cool place and it's under renovation because, you know, it's old and it needs work. Mm-hmm. So. And I believe they're soliciting donations for that. They did mention that as well. So right in the as, middle of downtown Albany, New York. As any Catholic church would. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I so to everyone out there who's listening to us in you know the central upstate New York area, uh Massachusetts, any in anywhere in New England, you know, I would highly recommend coming to mass in Albany at the cathedral. I second that. And I haven't even been there, but it sure looks beautiful. It does. It, it has some, for me, looking at the photos has a little bit of flair since, uh, you know, I had the good fortune of visiting Notre Dame in Paris. It has a little bit of that same architectural flair, nuance there that's probably the better word um as uh, as notre dame itself well I interesting because that architect was irish right so i think that right the bishop that came over and then used an irish architect so if you read that part about the history in the 1800s and stuff yeah it's interesting know, yeah it's a very interesting and historic place so check out this church the Cathedral of the Immaculate Conception in Albany, New York. And that's Check Out This Church for this week. Now on to Phil. Thanks, Bob. Yeah, really beautiful church. I hope you all check out the link in the description and the YouTube so you can really see these beautiful stained glass windows. They've captured a number of interior images. I personally couldn't get the 3D tour to work. Maybe it'll work for you, but it's just a beautiful church with a lot of history, and we get to see some of that beautiful architecture that just screams Catholic church when you see that. Uh, It's it's remarkable. So I I really, really, if you're anywhere in the area or can make a pilgrimage there, I really highly recommend it. Just a beautiful church. I did not see uh, it. I didn't see anywhere where it listed who, what relics they had there, but you could make that part of your pilgrimage. I'm sure you could reach out to the cathedral. So this week, well, we're back now. So what I wanted to talk about was there's a ton of stuff going on in the world, in our country, in our, you know, what everything that's going on is, and we've talked about distractions before. We've talked about, you know, keeping our eyes fixed on Christ. And so what I wanted to talk about, because there's just, it seems like there's ever more noise, right? There's more and more instability, whatever it might be. So our our focus needs to be on our own personal holiness. And what are we doing to grow in our holiness? How are we cultivating that relationship with Christ for ourselves? Not selfishly because we are the only ones that want to get to heaven, but instead because we want to be that cup that's overflowing, right? As St. Paul talks about. And today we celebrate that great feast of the conversion of St. Paul. 
you know, we want to be that conduit of grace and mercy to all of those that we encounter. And we can't, we can't give that love that Christ has shared with us if we don't really know that love. We don't really know who it is that is giving us this love if we're really blocking ourselves off from him because we're too busy, we're too distracted, there's too much noise, whatever it might be. I know we have talked about many times that in, that necessity of taking that time every day in quiet, contemplative prayer, spending time. We have great spiritual doctors of the church, some of which we just celebrated earlier this week, St. Francis de Sales, that talks about the devout life and how important it is for us to orient our lives to Christ and not towards the world, but instead towards him. We have to live in the world, yes, but it doesn't mean that we are of the world. And I think especially as American Catholics, so many times we get so comfortable with the blessings we've been given that we easily can fall away from our practices that maybe we set out for last Lent or Lent two years ago or this last Advent. That thing that was drawing us closer to Christ and then the liturgical season ends and we just kind of go about what we were doing before. And so we can become spiritually lazy, right? We can fall off that discipline and then we get in the same kind of ruts and then Lent's going to come around here and you know, a month and a half. And when it does, we'll make other goals. But the, the whole key is that we're always building, right? We all want to be saints. We want to be saints in heaven with God, enjoying the beauty, the goodness, what eye has not seen, what ear has not heard. We can't contemplate that greatness of heaven, but we mustn't think that it's too far out of reach. That, or get discouraged thinking, oh, I'm never going to make it, or God doesn't want a sinner like me in heaven. right? He does. And the best way to prepare ourselves, as we've talked about before, is frequent, frequenting the sacraments. So as often as we go to Mass, as, as often as we can go to Mass, rather, get to Mass. Get to confession regularly, if you can, monthly. It just is a really good spiritual balm for your soul. And if you can, go more frequently. Go every other week, every few weeks, whatever it might be. And you'll really see how, even though likely you're only just bringing those venial sins, those habitual things that keep building up, you will still receive great graces. And Christ will continue to strengthen you for what is before you. I think so often we focus on this thing or that thing, and it can distract us from our own journey to heaven, right? We can get caught up in doing whatever this is or that is or this noise, but really our focus needs to be on making sure that our own personal holiness is growing and thriving. And again, we're doing that so that we can share that with others, with our family members, with those others that we are in that same faith, that same walk of faith with, so that they can see that light of Christ reflecting from us. And they they want, they want. And then we can tell them, well, it's simple, right? To stay close to Christ. Well, that maybe that sounds too simple. 
You know, so all these things that we've talked about over the last, since we almost since we started the podcast, we've had different themes like this going through. And so I just wanted to really narrow in and just say with all of the distractions we have, our focus has to be here, right here on ourselves. It has to be that focus of, God, how can I grow in ever greater holiness? How can I more clearly hear what you're speaking to me? How can I be drawn ever closer to your sacred heart? How can I just be washed over with your love, with your mercy, and recognize what you've given me so that I can share that with others and draw more hearts close to you? Terry? Well, that's almost hard to top, Phil, but um, one of the things that comes to mind for me is actually something that comes from uh, Paul's letter to the Romans, chapter 12, verses 1 and 2, when you're talking about things of this world. And it says, I urge you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to offer yourself, your bodies, as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God, your spiritual worship. Do not conform yourselves to this age but be transformed by the renewal of your mind that you may discern what is the will of God, what is good, pleasing, and perfect. You know, I mean, it is easy to get caught up. I mean, we've, you know, we've, we've talked about it countless numbers of times. We've got our cell phones. We've got our family responsibilities. We've, we've, got, we've got that drive as men more so i think um to go out there and really uh, provide for our families and so it is easy to get distracted but when we do take that time and and you know make it dedicated time every single day don't just say well you know, I might get to it at eight o'clock or I might get to it at, you know, 730. Set that time aside every day. And you, I, I, I know just speaking for my own personal journey, um, when I take time to read from right here, the Liturgy of the Hours, pray every morning on my couch before I start my day. And I notice you know, when there are days when, you know, I oversleep and I don't get that in it, it, my day just really does not flow like it does. And, And I will say this, okay, I'm kind of all over the place, so I apologize. I will say this, okay, it's, it's not a bulletproof vest, folks, okay, if, if you think that, oh, if I pray, then nothing bad's gonna happen. You know, that, that that is not at all the, the truth, but it it does help you in your ability to cope with what life throws at you. You know, um, I've noticed a big difference. Again, uh, speaking from my own personal journey, uh, I've noticed a big difference in just how I responded uh, with the recent death of my mother-in-law 
personally within myself and how that change has come about um, in the past few years since the death of my own parents and the death of, of my father-in-law in 2018. Um, it's really it's really been for me a palpable change. So, Bob, sorry, I've probably talked way too long. What have you got, buddy? I just want to focus on mass. Okay. And we focused on the daily set aside the time, which is very, very important and crucial to your personal spiritual health. But I want to focus on the mass. I mean, if, if we need to start there for some people, let's start there. Let's schedule that time every week, whether it's Saturday night, Sunday, you know, sometimes Sunday, let's go to weekly mass. All right. And I think what you'll find is if you don't go, that you'll find that there's a void and you're like, I need, you know, I need that. I need that bread of life. I need that, you know, that nourishment to move forward for the next week, along with all the other things that you get there. But, you know, obviously, you know, the host and and the body of Christ is the biggest selling point, right? From my perspective, since we're not doing the blood right now, which I wish we would get back to at some point. But uh, I think that that's that's where you need to start. I mean, I traveled on Sunday, Saturday night. I could not get to mass. Sunday left. Time wasn't working and got here and said, OK, here's a mass at the Cathedral of Albany. I wasn't sure if I was going to go. I landed in Albany at 3 p.m. Like, you know, yeah, I better go, you know, because if I don't go, I'm not going to be fulfilled. And I don't don't think of it in an obligation perspective. Think of about being fulfilled. You're going to get something there. And and that's why I went. I didn't do it because I wanted to talk to you about check out this church, although I love bringing that to all you listeners and that's an important part of this podcast. I went because for my personal spiritual health and and getting fulfilled by the body of Christ. So I think you need to if you need to start there, that's a small step because I think that's the first small step you do. And then, you know, you need to set aside that prayer time every day. But we need to get you to mass, especially on you know, the weekend. Let's start there. Well said, Bob. Uh, so Terry brought up Romans. So I just want to bring up Romans twelve twelve. Rejoice in hope, endure in affliction, persevere in prayer. So whatever is coming, we can still rejoice, even though we may have those sufferings. It's very likely we're going to have some sufferings, as Terry talked about. And it's persevering in that prayer that helps us rejoice, as St. Paul did, even though he had great afflictions. That's not what, that didn't weigh him down, which is a beautiful grace that God gave him. But it's a great witness for us, too, that we can also strive to rejoice no matter what is being handed to us or allowed to be handed to us. So, yes, definitely, if you haven't been to Mass recently, get there. Of course, go to confession and then go to Mass and receive those graces. And as we've talked before at Mass, the more 
you bring to mass, the more you lay at the foot of the altar, the more you bring all of your sufferings, your pains, everything, all of your intentions, you just bring them to the altar, set them before the Lord, and then and then tell me what you receive. We'd love to hear some of the graces you've received by really submitting, giving more of yourself over to Christ. And that's really that goal is that we fully submit our lives over to Christ and he transforms our lives into something even greater. All right, that's it for that segment. Outstandingly done, as always, by Phil. We're going to take a short break and be right back with St. Spotlight. Stay with us. We're back in time for St. Spotlight, St. Ansgar, and Terry's going to take it away. Thanks, Bob. Yeah, St. Ansgar, what a tremendous example of a saint. We are so blessed in our Catholic faith to have people like St. Ansgar, uh, St. Paul, and a number of the different saints to help uh, not only be our prayer intercessors, but also people that we look to for everyday holiness. Uh, St. Ansgar, his feast day was February the 3rd. He is the patron saint of Christianity in Scandinavia, the Diocese of Bremen, Germany, the country of Denmark, the Archdiocese of Hamburg, Germany, Scandinavia, and Sweden. St. Ansgar was known as the Apostle of the North for his unwavering efforts to bring in Christianity to the Scandinavian countries. Ansgar was born of a noble family in Amens, France, at or around September 8, 801. After his mother's early death, he was brought up in a nearby Corby Abbey, where he made rapid progress in his education. But when the little boy learned in a vision that his mother was in the company of Mary, the mother of Jesus, his careless attitude towards spiritual matters changed to seriousness. His pupil, successor, and eventual biographer, Rimbert, considered the visions of which this was one of the first to have Ben Ansgar's main life motivator. In the year 822, Ansgar became one of many missionaries sent to found the Abbey of Corvey, New Corby, where he became a teacher and a preacher. A group of monks, including Ansgar, were sent further north to Jutland, Denmark, with the king Harald, not Harold, but Harald, Clack, who received baptism during his exile. With the king's downfall in 827 and Ansgar's companion, Otbert, having died, their school was closed and Ansgar returned to Germany. Then in 829, after the Swedish king Bjorn at Haug requested missionaries for his Swedes, King Louis sent Ansgar, now accompanied by Friar Whitmar, from New Corby as his assistant. Ansgar preached and made many converts, particularly in a short time frame of six months. He organized a small congregation and was the first to preach the gospel in Sweden. King Louis recalled Ansgar in 831, making him abbot of Corvey and 
Bishop of the newly established Diocese of Hamburg. Consecrated in 832, he initiated a mission to all the Scandinavian peoples and went to Rome, where Pope Gregory IV made him Archbishop and Papal Legate to the Scandinavians and the Slavs, thereby earning him the title of the Apostle of the North. At Hamburg, Ansgar founded a monastery and a school, and in 834, Louis endowed him with Turholt Abbey to be used as the center of his activities. For a time, Ansgar devoted himself to the needs of his own diocese, which was still considered missionary territory with only a few churches. He revived the Abbey of Turholt in Flanders and established a school there. But after Louis, King Louis the Pious died in 840, his empire was divided to Ansgar's disadvantage. As a result, Ansgar lost possession of the Abbey of Turholt. Taking advantage of the divided Frankish kingdom, Horik I, also known as Eric, the king of the Danes of Jutland, unexpectedly sent a fleet of 600 ships and sacked Hamburg in 845. Seeing Christianity as the religion of their enemy, Harold Clack, the marauding Danes seized or destroyed the treasures and the books of Ansgar's churches, and the entire diocese was left in ruins. Moreover, Ansgar was now without a means of collecting revenue to carry out his duties. For some time, he was even a fugitive and was also deprived of his Flemish possessions by King Charles the Bald. The Swedish missions were extinguished by the expulsion of Bishop Gottbert. Returning to paganism, Sweden and Denmark rejected Christianity. In 847, Louis the German, the king of East Franks, made Ansgar Bishop of Bremen, from where he revived and redirected his northern evangelization. He dispatched a missionary to Sweden in 851 and converted the succeeding Danish king, Harik II. He then went to Sweden from 853 to 854, where the king himself, destined for conversion, allowed Christian missionaries to preach. Ansgar succeeded them, succeeded rather, in thwarting a pagan rebellion before returning to Bremen, where he died in 865. Among the works credited to Ansgar is the introduction of bells in the worship of the northern churches, an innovation that particularly impressed the pagans who considered them as instruments of magic. He was eminent for his piety, asceticism, and observance of the monastic rule of St. Benedict. Ansgar built hospitals, ransomed captives, and sent alms abroad. His one expressed regret was that he had not been found worthy of martyrdom. Pope Nicholas I declared Ansgar a saint shortly after the missionary's death. 
the first actual missionary in Sweden and the Nordic countries, and the organizer of the Catholic Church therein. Ansgar was later declared patron of Scandinavia. Saint Ansgar, pray for us. Pray for, pray us. for us. Very mid- any thoughts? Very Midwestern. Mm-hmm. A lot of Scandinavian people in the Midwest. I, th- I think he might get overshadowed by St. Blaise, who has a feast on the same day. Well, man, Possibly. we can figure out something to cross up, you know, like this. And, you know, what what can we do to cross? What is St. Isgar? I mean, I know you talked about him a lot. I mean, what what, what came out of there that we could uh, that we could take and cross and bless some part of the body? <laughs> I mean, then you can have some competition between the two. There you but go. Bla- St. Blaze has got the name, right? The Bla- Blaze. Everybody sticks out. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Exactly. That was a great saint, Terry. Thank you very much. Thank you, Bob. All right. Now it's that time. That time for you, our faithful listeners, to contact us. Before you contact us, please rate us. Rate us on the podcast platform that you are listening to us on, whether it's on Spotify, Anchor, Stitcher, Apple's pretty popular, that type of thing. Please rate us there. You can leave a comment there as well. We like comments. Comments are very important to help shape what we do here. We want to answer your questions. Please give us your prayer requests because we are here to pray with you, for you, you know, about you uh, and about the whole world. So we want to be a community of prayer. Those are good places to leave those types of comments, but a better place may be here. StrangeCatholicsPod at gmail.com. You can also leave us a voice message at anchor.fm forward slash strangecatholics. And don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Very important so you can see all these beautiful things we're sharing with you, our audience. And Bob making faces at you right now. <laughs> Indeed. You missed all that if you're not watching. Yeah. Exactly. Time for closing prayer. Are you doing it, Phil? Indeed I am. Okay. Let us begin in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Heavenly Father, we bring before you all these prayers and petitions that we hold in our hearts. The secret of our heart, Lord, we bring these prayers before you. We pray for a protection of life from conception until natural death. All of those that are may be struggling in their marriages, that your healing balm may wash over them and may draw upon those graces that they have received in this sacrament of holy matrimony. Pray for all those that are sick, that they be given the strength to overcome all in accordance with your will. You comfort all those that are also giving care in hospitals and at homes for those that are sick. Pray for all of those that have recently died, those that are mourning the loss of a loved one, Eternal rest grant unto them, O Lord, and let perpetual light shine upon them. And may their souls and all the souls of the faithful departed, through the mercy of God, rest in peace.
We pray for your peace, the true peace that this world does not know, that it may wash over and reign on earth. Father, we bring all these prayers before you. You sent St. Ansgar to bring the light of Christ to many nations. May his prayers help us to walk in the light of your truth. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in unity of the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. 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 Thank you very much, folks, for joining us this week. We're very, very happy to be back on the air. Look forward to talking to you next week. Until then, love you, brothers. Love you, brothers. Love you, brothers. Thank you for listening to this episode of Strange Catholics. We hope that you enjoyed the conversation and it helps you dive into a deeper reflection and union with our Lord Jesus Christ. If you'd like to leave some feedback, please go to anchor.fm forward slash strange Catholics to leave a voice message, or you may also send us an email at strangecatholicspod at gmail.com. Links will be in the description. Please share this podcast and this episode with at least one person. This will help get the word out and get more people to join into the conversation. Please subscribe to this podcast and leave a review on iTunes or wherever you are listening to us. This really helps the podcast get traction and help even more people discover the peace, love, and mercy that our Lord offers and is longing to offer each and every one of us. Thank you again for listening. Have a glorious day. And may God bless you.